What's up, everybody? My name is Taina Seeley, coming to you from New York State. I'm so excited to be here with y'all um, in the center of this country and um, excited to be performing on Friday at MSU Denver. Uh, this first song is called Sofrito. Um, and we are going to give you sort of a sampler, an acoustic sampler of what we're going to be doing this Friday. Um, I have uh, guitarist Gaetano Vaccaro with me and percussionist uh, Conguero Dylan Blanchard. Um, and we're going to give you an acoustic sample of what we do. But on Friday, we'll be having our seven-piece band coming through. So definitely check us out. Um, this first song is inspired by my grandmother's cooking, um, in particular this special sauce that us Puerto Ricans use in our cooking called sofrito. Sofrito is this potent mi mix of powerful ingredients that when blended together make um, a great metaphor for the potent mixture and the powerful ingredients of the Puerto Rican nation.
to those in the studio clapping. That song was um, off of my second album, which is called Fruit of Hope. And um, you know, this music is super special to me. And one of the things that I love to do is fuse a lot of different styles together. So in my music, you'll hear a lot of different um, musical influences. Um, this most recent album that I put out, which I just came out with in April, is called Resiliencia, or Resilience. And it's a song, uh, it's an album that is composed of songs that um, I created after interviewing women of color across the nation about their stories of resilience. So I, f I found people in um, the East Coast, in the West Coast, in Puerto Rico, and in Canada, and interviewed them about their stories of resilience. And from those stories, I created these compositions that became my new album. Um, and this song that we're gonna share with you now is one of those stories, uh, the title track of the album, uh, Resiliencia. And this one is inspired by four women artists and activists that I interviewed in Puerto Rico just four months after Hurricanes Irma Maria hit the island. And so this song um, expresses uh, some of what I received from those women that day. Um, both the sadness, the courage, the anger, and the resilient power of those women. Resiliencia. La lluvia cae El río nos guía La lluvia cae El río nos guía La lluvia cae 
I think we're going to pause it here. Um, unless we want to do one more. I'm going to check in with our... Uh, we're good to do one more. Okay. Um, I, I guess this next song that I want to do um, is a, a little bit different than... Um, some of the other ones. This one is called Plant the Seed. And uh, this is a song that's off of my new album and is very much inspired by um, my uh, dear friend Leah Penniman, who is a food justice farmer, a black food justice farmer, and co-founder of an organization called Soul Fire Farm that works to bring um, justice to this food system and to um, reconnect black indigenous people of color back to land, health, and wellness, um, and end uh, apartheid in the food system. So um, this song is inspired by her and her story. It's called Plant the Seed. Oh, and one more thing. She just came out with a new book called Farming While Black, and I highly recommend you check it out. This is my declaration to be fully alive, fully alive, healing. This is my reclamation of my ancestral ancestral wisdom the earth it saved for me and I
we're going to end it here. <laughs> okay, we're good to end it. Okay. And um, stay tuned because we're going to be doing an interview just a second. And um, we also have tickets to give away, as was mentioned earlier. So we got five pairs of tickets to our concert at MSU Denver on Friday, where we'll have the whole band. So we got horns that'll be in the house and backing vocalists and bass and all of good stuff. So um, I do hope you come through. It's free to MSU students. And um, there's uh, tickets are online, and you can get more information um, online. And uh, yeah, thanks so much. Peace and love. You're listening to Radio 1190, 1190 AM, KVCU Boulder, Denver, 98.9 FM, translator K255DA Boulder, and online at www.radio1190.org. You just heard Taina Asili. I'm sorry if I'm pronouncing that incorrectly. No, that's correct. Okay, great. Yeah. Uh, you just heard her play in the studio for you guys live, and um, now we have all of them in the DJ room with me, so go ahead and say hi and introduce yourselves. Yeah, so um, hi, I'm Taina Asili, and um, I'm so grateful to be here. I'll pass it off to these musicians. I'm Gaetano Vaccaro. I play guitar. Hello, I'm Dylan Blanchard. I'm a percussionist. Thank you for having us. Thank you. And I'm Joe Beth. I play the drums. Awesome. And we also have uh, John. Uh, John Bowie, yeah. uh, news team correspondent for News Underground on 1190. <laughs> Great. So um, that was a super cool set, guys. That was awesome. I haven't had really any bands um, like that or like you guys in the studio, really not much like kind of 
world music sort of sounding. super beautiful yeah yeah and next levels yeah exactly <laughs> exactly <laughs> so it's great that was a lot of fun thanks thank you a lot yeah. of fusion with uh, the music it's kind of like uh how would you describe your uh the sound you guys are all going for? oh golly that's the question of the of my lifetime <laughs> um I would say I call it Afro-Latin fusion, but I don't think it's like 100% accurate. Um, it's mildly accurate. It's, um, you know, I I started off uh, in a, you know, I grew up in a Puerto Rican family with a lot of influences of, you know, Puerto Rican music, Afro-Latin music, Afro-Latin jazz. Um, and um, I also was trained in opera cool. and I played in a punk band for um, a good chunk of my life. Um, Fun. And, you know, then I went and I lived in Spain and studied flamenco singing. And, you know, I have just such a wide, you know, I loved hip hop. I was a spoken word artist for a long time. So I just fuse all of that together. It's just basically like what spirit calls me to do. And what spirit often calls me to do is some sort of blend of those things. And um, which is why when you're hearing our set, you'll hear like, you know, we're flip flopping and weaving in a lot of different styles of music. Totally. Who do you feel are some of your biggest influences? Um, I know you mentioned a lot there, but do you feel like there are any that kind of like stand out among the rest? Any that are kind of big up there, you know? Yeah. Um, well, let's see here. I, I'll, I'll, I'm going to answer mine and then I would love to hear the bands because we're all like have so many different influences. I would, I would say that my biggest influence, I love, well, you know, I, uh, vocally, musically, I've always loved Celia Cruz, uh, who's a famous salsa singer. Um, I've, I love Lila Downs uh, today. Um, I have uh, loved, uh, like, um, Calle Trece, or Residente, who is, like, this Puerto Rican hip-hop artist. Um, I don't know. It's, like, it's kind of... <sighs> It's kind of a difficult question for me to answer. And then oftentimes when I leave this, like, like this show, I'm going to be like, God, there was like 20 other ones that I should have mentioned. It's just, it's, it's really hard for me to like say the top. Um, But like, those are like the couple that come to mind for me. You know, for me, this is Gaetano. I, I feel like there's, there's so many different things when we're speaking of individuals for me, Ani DeFranco is one of my um, primary uh, people who I, you know, grew up playing um, along to her discs, and um, you know, I was influenced by jazz and um, by pop music and musical theater, and um, so many different styles of music. So that's that's for me. But. Yeah, it's a it's a tough question to answer completely. I guess on my instrument, you know, the main. Uh, person who played the tumbadoras the congas that inspired me the most when i saw them play when i heard them play i was blown away is this guy uh miguel anga diaz cuban percussionist and he's just an incredible on his instrument and also his his uh approach to music was very open and uh, but when it comes to music in general it's like all over the board prince of course pops into mind like a lot of west african music when it comes cool. to like the grooves, just like long, spacious grooves and things like that. But, I mean, let's go on and on. Uh, for me, as the drummer, uh, I'm very into world music. Like uh, Tony Allen, he played with um, Fela Kuti. Uh, I'm really into Tito Puente, mm-hmm. Sheila E., um, Enrique de Almeida. Uh, the list goes on, but mostly um, 
conga, Latin percussion players, and drum set players. Very nice. <laughs> awesome. So you're also on a tour currently. Uh, that's part of the MSU show that's coming up uh, this Friday. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Good. How's the tour going so far? <laughs> well, we're, it's my, so. Um, it's day one. Yeah, day it's one. Day okay. one. going awesome. awesome. Going super well then. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. We um, we just got here to Colorado, so we're we're basically it's more of like a um, artist residency here for the week, um, where we're mostly at MSU. Though we are going to be visiting, we have visited here, and we're going to be visiting um, some high schools and other and other community radio stations. Um, but we um, are mostly uh, visiting artists right now at, at MSU Denver, and we're just kind of digging in, and we're joining with classes and, and that kind of thing. But um, we are on a kind of like a larger national tour, um, that type of thing. We started off really in April with our album release and have played a lot of different venues and festivals. We're kind of winding down at this point. Um, often this time of year, we visit a lot of colleges and universities, um, but we have played like we played uh, Carnegie. Some of us played at Carnegie Hall in May. Um, we played um, at a number of festivals like um, San Francisco Pride Festival on the main stage. Um, we played at Beloved Festival in Oregon and um I'm trying to think of some other festivals we've played recently. Uh, Unifier Festival. Um, yeah, it's Providence. It, in Providence, Baltimore Pride. I mean, we've played so many different cool. ones. It's kind of hard to say, but this is this is our time of year where we like to do like more educational work. How so. do you describe some of what you've seen at uh, MSU? Well, you know, I like the campus so far. Um, we visited three classes today, and you know. This time of year, like I said, we do a lot of educational work, and I think one of the things that's always special is that um, w when we're able to talk with uh, students that are musicians. Um, so this week, uh, we got to visit with, uh, or we're going to get to visit, and we already did today, with a number of um, music classes. And you know, one of the things that I love is talking about sort of the content of my uh, music, but I don't often get to talk as much about like the nerdy details, you know, of what we do, you know, this composition, what rhythms were we using, um, you know, what chord <laughs> patterns are we using, what uh, progressions were we using, what, um, uh, you know, why did we pick this melody, you know, things like that, um, which I just absolutely love to do, and I think our musicians do as well. And I often, as you can probably tell, get to talk a lot. Um, so I, I really enjoyed that um, today. My the musicians that I brought with me, who are just brilliant um, and and very very talented, had the opportunity to share their expertise and show off a little. Great, great, super cool. <clears throat> so, um, oh, we already asked that, didn't we? Your influences, huh? Yeah, sorry. <laughs> uh, I have like a, a list of a thousand more if you really want me to keep going. You mentioned uh, with uh, your most recent album while you were out doing the performance um, that uh, Resilienza mm -hmm. uh, involved a lot of songs. Uh, the songs were all based off of interviews with a woman of color mm -hmm. uh, that you took and then you used to inspire the music on the album. What was the process of ta making those interviews and then turning them into music? What was that like? 
Well, it was, it started off actually as um, an artist residency project where I started with, I believe it was five songs and I had an artist residency locally in my community in Albany, New York. And I started with uh, women in my community and they were mostly women that I knew personally and that was really interesting because, you know, oftentimes you don't get to sit with people and really just intentionally ask some questions and, in, and do like intentional listening. Um, so, you know, they shared with me amazing stories. I, I mentioned the uh, earlier with the song that I wrote, Plant the Seed, about my best friend, Leah, and her story, which is about becoming a food justice farmer. But it's more about her story of um, finding the courage to live her truth. Right. Finding her courage to believe in in her gifts enough to allow them to manifest in what they have today, which is becoming one of the leaders in the food justice movement here in the U.S. Um, But I also was uh, given other stories. Uh, My dear friend Jackie talked to me about her story of surviving breast cancer. My dear friend Sophia shared with me her story about um, reclaiming love of her body. Um, I, my dear friend Luce shared with me her story about surviving um, sexual abuse in her home. And, you know, each one of them had a powerful gift to share. And that just continued, you know, after that. So I would take their, their, these interviews, I would film them. And then I would review them. And while I was reviewing them, I'd take notes. But I'd also do drawings. Because, you know, one of the things that I like to identify as is an artist, not necessarily as a singer or musician, but I'm an artist. And if I had to be honest, I really think that all of us are. We are the creative animal. Like we, that's what we do. Um, so once you tap into one thing, you oft, it often drifts into other things. You realize it just starts pouring out. So I started to do drawings based on their stories to help me think about their stories not just in a linear lyrical fashion but also like visually and kind and of build the world of it sort of exactly um, cool. so I created the drawings and then I started to edit their footage into um, an, an interview that I could that I wanted that really kind of told the story um, and then I took their those intentions uh, Gaetano our guitarist and I came up with some compositions and arranged them for the band and um recorded them and then we started to and so we have two out so far and we're releasing more this year create what we call music video documentaries so they're a blend of the music video and the documentary so the first one was resiliencia about uh the aftermath of hurricanes irma maria and it's like got this like cool visual effect situation happening and then it goes into the interview and it weaves in the music and the song uh plant the seed also um and i'm happy to say that they have been well received we they've been uh selected by a number of film festivals like pretty well-known ones like oh. um, Black Star Film Festival and recently um, the Real Sisters Film Festival. Uh, but, uh, you know, it's it's pretty exciting to be heading into the world of directing and producing um, and, and editing. And like I said, I'm an artist, so it makes sense that I, if I can direct a band, I can probably direct a, a video shoot. Um, and yeah, it's just like this new world. So sorry, that was probably a longer answer than you were expecting. No, that's but great. That was perfect. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what we're doing. Super cool. You did touch on this a little bit just now, but what about like, uh, or do you, would you like to talk about your guys' creative process or your creative process mm-hmm. um, with writing songs and um, you know putting all the music together, or you know with a group of people trying to get everybody to do the right thing at the right time and. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Gaetano is uh, my partner in love and music and revolution. And um, we do a lot of this work together, um, at least in terms of the 
coming up with like the basic compositions. Um, and then I bring those like compositions to, uh, you know, I bring lyrics, I write lyrics to those compositions. So for this album, it was mostly um, telling someone else's story, which is very new for me. I have never done these sort of like biographical songs before and, you know, figuring out also where my own story intersected with theirs. And as I spoke about today, when I was at MSU Denver was, um, you know, each instrument has it is telling a part of the story. It's not just the lyrics. When you're talking about music, the drums are telling the story. The guitar is telling a story. The bass line is telling a story. The chorus vocals are telling a story. The horns are telling a story. And it's all those different pieces that really convey the full story, right? So um, we started to build that story and, and, and think about what those different instruments would sound like. Um, but then we brought this to our gifted musicians who workshopped them with us, added their own expertise and flair to them. Jobeth bringing her gifts and in, in percussion and Dylan bringing his um, gifts and expertise in Afro-Cuban percussion. And, you know, each one of them hears the song differently. You know, we were talking about before, like I might hear a reggae cumbia and Jobeth is hearing a uh, soca and Dylan, I don't know what you're hearing, uh, something else um and you know and and they bring their own version of that story to the to the um to the music and it becomes a really beautiful collaborative process is there anything you guys wanted to add to that um i guess just adding on to <clears throat> talking about how we how i say put come up with my parts i guess is uh is like diana was saying She'll come with uh, an idea, maybe um, um, some tracks. They'll send us a MIDI file or something, and I'll have some tracks with some percussion that, from GarageBand, <laughs> some loop, and it'll give me a kind of a sense of what they think they're what they're looking for. Um, but I have my own, you know, background and my own field that I the stuff that I study and that I will make my own connections to. So often I'll hear a part that they're like. Often it's as much like the the pattern. We often use this pattern in a lot of the music that is 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 uh, present in all types of music, which is just that like uh, you find it in reggae and and everything that one two. That's like the base for a lot of our music, yeah. whether it's on the kick drum with the kick and the snare, or present in the hi hat, or present in the bass groove, or present in the guitar. So like I'll there's a lot of rhythms that have that built into it so it's fun for me to kind of see like what what kind of music that i understand has that rhythm like and and build it up mm -hmm. from that and and in that way it's it it works because if we're all using that say for me because i think mostly rhythmically if we're using that as a rhythmic bass and my pattern fits and your pattern fits and everything fits and it still fits and it's not necessarily traditional in any way but it's still respecting the rules of traditional music, which are like, you know, rhythmic in a lot of ways. So it's kind of like taking all the pieces and putting them together as a whole? Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. So like what Dylan was saying about them sending us a track, uh, they're really good. Like Taina and Gaetano have such a good way of, um, they have an idea of what pattern they want rhythmically. So. They'll be like, oh, what about this? And I'll be like, okay, well, what about da 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 They're like, yeah, yeah, just like keep it like that. So I'll, I'll bring in those ideas and um, 
sometimes they're like, oh, no, I don't want to do that at all. So <laughs> we'll do something else. Yeah. And, like, it just totally works yeah. eventually. Yeah. yeah, it's a real, you know, collaboration to kind of refine it and, and make it the final product that it is when, when we put it to record. Super cool. Great. Um, do you guys have any, like, funny stories or anything from any uh, shows you've had or weird stories even, like, a sound guy was rude or, like, somebody <laughs> didn't show up or, like, you watch somebody spill their drink, really anything, anything okay. funny? Um, I, yeah, oh, my gosh. I mean. I'm sure you have plenty. It's nonstop. <laughs> I'm like, what ones do I want to share publicly? Yeah. Um, uh, you know, I got to I got to think about it a little bit. Um you know, we've had, I've had so many crazy adventures. So I've been touring since I was 17. Wow. I, I started with um, my punk band and then I moved on to um, touring with, uh, you know, this project. And in between, I had some other stuff that I was doing. So, I, I mean, the stories are endless. I mean, talk about the punk scene. There are some great <laughs> ones. But, um, you know, I think that we as a band like to do a lot of, nature time like we're all into like we're all like really into good food um really into time and nature and i think all of us love to travel so you know for this for us this is like it's such a gift you know to be able to do what we do and um and you know we like to do a little like little excursions off of you know our tour time um so uh i think after this we're going to be heading what is, what is the name of flat iron yeah flat yeah, irons yeah. so we're going to head there cool. but you know we've done fun little stops like at um hot springs and beaches and um there's definitely like funny things that happen you know um crazy nudity stories uh <laughs> like i don't know i'm trying to think of like a, a really good one that i want to share do you guys have any ideas I'm I'm not very good with um, recall. Gaetano, so. do you have any st funny stories? Oh, you know I have a good one. Um, so we we were at um, we were on tour in Taos, New Mexico, and it was like here. Like for us, we're not used to this elevation. Mm. Um, I I do all right here, generally speaking, but you know it, the elevation affects us as as East Coasters. It's it's different, and. Um, one time, I was just telling the story to somebody recently that one time uh, we were on tour in Taos, New Mexico, and we got there, and it was an awesome venue. It was some brewery. I can't think of the name of it. Right? It might even like Taos, Taos Brewery, <laughs> I think it was called. Um, it was a fabulous venue. The, the venue was packed, and the guy was like, you know, I just want, hey, how about you guys just do like, you know, a three-hour set? Is that cool? And like you know we don't normally do three hour sets so we were <laughs> like uh long. okay um we'll we'll do that and sure um and you know uh we get on stage and we're thinking okay you know we got enough material we can probably pull this off with a couple of breaks or whatever and we start in and all of a sudden like we're all like gasping for air like i don't know we're really? like 15 20 minutes in and we're like <gasps> and especially for me as a singer i mean i was just like dying so i don't even know how far we got into our set i want to say 30 40 minutes tops tops where we were like okay wow. we're gonna take a break we'll see you guys in a minute and we all like go to backstage and we're all like gasping and whatnot and you know 
uh, the guy came back and uh, he was like, yeah, and most people, you know, we have these oxygen tanks because <laughs> most people come and they can't handle the elevation. And, you know, we took a break. We got back on and literally like another 30, 40 minutes later, we're off again. It was like a long three hours of wow. performing for us. But the crowd loved us and they were like dancing and going crazy. So we didn't want to like give up. But like it was definitely it felt like I was running a marathon. I mean, it was just so tremendously hard to breathe um wow and so that that was a you know that was a fun experience um and a little bit a little bit cuckoo but yeah there's always every every trip has has something every trip has got something (laughs) that's super funny that's that's super cool um we're getting pretty close to our end of time right now do you guys have anything else you want to talk about what, aren't you going to try giveaway tickets? Yeah. yeah. Um, so we have five pairs of tickets to give away. Um, if you want to give a call to the station, um, they'll take down your information. Um, but we have, like I said, our performance is this Friday at MSU Denver. So for you Boulder listeners, it's not too far away. Mm-hmm. Um, 7.30 p.m. Um, and, you know, we're going to really give like an awesome performance we have the full band we have musicians flying out from portland oregon that are going to be joining us horns and backing vocalists and our bassist is coming in um you didn't get to hear joe beth today but um joe beth will be jamming out she's next levels Mm -hmm. um it's going to be a lot a lot of fun so um definitely tell your people to come through because i don't know we'll when the next time we'll be here so this is like a really special experience and I, i mean hopefully we'll be back not too not too long from now but um you know to get us all out here is is a challenge so um definitely try and make it out if you can and uh come grab those tickets yeah yeah hit us up um at four, uh, 303-492-1190 or you could also reach out to us on instagram or facebook and we'll uh, get your information to taina so yeah awesome awesome thanks so much thank you thank you guys for coming on it was great to have you down here that was a lovely performance thank you thanks for having us great it's been uh radio 1190 1190 am kvcu boulder denver 98.9 fm translator k255 da boulder and i'm just going to drop you into our automated system i'll see you later